Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1214, air date May 24th, 2023. Now, while there's a lot of division within the Republican Party, we have Trump versus DeSantis, as well as in the Democratic Party, we have Biden versus now RFK Jr. There is another candidate, an independent candidate, that says we need to stop looking at this left versus right divide and and start really going after what we need. Um, he's no stranger to election funny business. He's actually the first to expose the back door of Twitter, and uh, he is. We're going to find out what Dr. Shiva Ayadori stands for today. Today is. Monday, May 22nd. I'm Christy Lee. Uh, but yes, we are going to dive in with Dr. Shiva Ayadori uh, after this quick intro. All right. Before we go on, I want to invite each of you to come to our next open house for Truth, Freedom, Health. I personally host the open house every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and then again at 8 p.m. EST. You'll learn about Truth, Freedom, Health, which is a movement, a platform, as well as a community and much more. And we are dedicated to raising your consciousness through education, theory, and action practice. You'll learn how to think beyond left and right, pro and anti, so you may start to see things as they truly are and become a force for real and lasting change in your community. Again, to join us, simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. You'll meet lots of great people from across the world. Again, it's every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and again at 8 p.m. EST. Simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. Be the light. Now let's go back to our program. So much to cover that normally I do a little news blitz or something, but we're not going to bother with that today. We're going to dive right in with our guest. He is Dr. Shiva Ayadori. Uh, PhD. There's so much to say about him. He's biological engineering, the inventor of email, a scientist, engineer, educator, author, started seven successful high-tech companies providing thousands of jobs in Massachusetts. Now he's an independent candidate for U.S. president, and he says he wants to serve America beyond the left and the right divide. And uh, more importantly, he says he's not just a, a typical political candidate. He's one of us. He's he's not another lawyer or lobbyist or politician. So welcome in, Dr. Shiva. Thank you so much for being with me today. Great to be here, Christy. Hope you're well. Yes, um, I always enjoy talking to you because you do have a very no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, um, fiery even, way of speaking. Um, it's always educational and entertaining and um, refreshing because sometimes people dance around. You just you just say it like it is. So um, I, I first wanted to address this tweet uh, from you that you put out there. It says, um, I'm the leading independent candidate for a U.S. president known across America and globally by over 400 million. Here's the ultimate litmus test for a real journalist. Ask them to interview me. If they refuse, they are a grifter scumbag who profits from the left-right divide and or are so afraid if they put me on, all the viewers will come to me since they will realize they were being bamboozled with half-truths and delayed truths. So here I am, I'm a real journalist <laughs> interviewing Dr. Shiva, never afraid to talk to you. Um, so. The latest to announce presidency to make things more muddled um, Friday is Tim Scott. Do you have any thoughts? Is that coming as any surprise to you? Well, Christy, the reality is um, if you look at this left, right, Democrats and Republicans, they have really no interest in the suffering of the American people. Uh, everything's about raising money. Uh, it's about power, profit and control. And it's all about them. None of these people have ever frankly, worked a day in their life like everyday Americans do and have come bottoms up. So to me, it doesn't really matter any of those people are running. Um, one of the graphs that I shared you know, in my announcement for president was a very simple graph, and it pretty much says it all, uh, what this lesser of two evils or the political theater has gotten us. And that graph, um, people can go look at it. It's up on all of our websites. It's up on Twitter, Facebook, but it's a very simple graph. The x-axis starts around 1980 and it goes to the present and the y-axis plots life expectancy and it starts around 60 and it goes around to 85. Now, if you look at that graph, there are two very important lines on that graph, Christy. One line is a dark gray line, which goes at about a 60 degree angle starting at 1980 to today. And that dark gray line represents the average average life expectancy across all the industrialized nations. And you see it's going 
at an angle and it's about 85 or 86 years old. But starting in 1980, there's a red line there which plots the life expectancy of America and or Americans. And that graph was going up around 1980 to 1981 in parallel to that other graph. And then right around 1984, it goes wackadoodle. Uh, and by 2021, it starts dipping the other way. Simply put, the life expectancy of your children in America is going to be less than you if you're an adult. And let that sink in. That's what we should really be letting sink in. And what it exposes is that both of these parties, Republicans and Democrats, their policies are literally destroying, have destroyed the health of America. I just came back from Sardinia. I rarely take a vacation. It was more of a working vacation because we have a global movement called Truth, Freedom, Health, and we have a lot of leaders, in, you know, in Europe. And when I was the, one of the reasons I went there is in Sardinia, which is this island which is very strategic to U.S. and NATO interests. There's a region of Sardinia where people live over a hundred, and it's the region where people live over a hundred per capita, higher than any part of the world. All right, so it's fascinating. And so you get to understand and you do the science on it. People have community, friendships, a sense of spirituality. Uh, they all eat locally grown foods. But one of the most important things is they have this sense of community. And so people live over 100 plus, highest per capita. Now you would think we in America, policymakers would wanna learn what these people are doing. But instead, since 1956, US and NATO have militarized Sardinia. 50,000 square kilometers of Sardinia are US NATO military bases. In fact, south of this region where people live over 100 is a region called Quira, where for the, since 1956, we've been using Quira, US and NATO, for weapons testing, particularly depleted uranium weapons tests where thorium particles go into the air. And in that region, the shepherds there, 65% uh, cancer rate. And if you were born at the age of 25, you're gonna uh, get cancer 25% chance. So think about what these policymakers, Republicans and Democrats have done, both of them. They, in the United States, they've destroyed the life expectancy, essentially causing death sooner, more suffering. And then they export to other countries that same reduced life expectancy. So I would argue all of these candidates, every single one of them has not discussed this graph does not care about the American people. Why? Robert F. Kennedy comes from the Kennedy Mafia. He doesn't give a damn about the American people. I know this guy. I've met this guy. Everything he says is forked tongue. Donald Trump with golden plated toilet seats. Nice guy, but he has no really understanding of everyday Americans. He hasn't pulled himself bottoms up. None of these guys have. But the everyday Americans that I grew up with, Christy, be it in New Jersey or, you know, the... Uh, you know, the, the people, my grandparents who had nothing, those are the people that I connect with. And those people are the ones who are suffering. Those people's relationships are the ones that are under stress, they're being destroyed. And we know the number one cause of death is stress. In Boston right here, in literally less than a half a mile, you have the liberal elites who live up to 92 years old. And literally half a mile later, everyday poor black working class and white working class people, the maximum they're hitting is 63 years of age. So it's a 29 year difference. So when you measure life expectancy, it pretty much says it all. These people don't give a damn about you, me, or everyday working people. And that's why our campaign is unique because as you know, you know, it was our campaign which first called out Fauci in 2020. Robert Kennedy was promoting lockdowns and everyone should go see what a scumbag he is. Donald Trump, in spite of all the information I gave him, never fired Fauci. So you can start using very simple litmus tests. Elon Musk, who unfortunately the conservatives are being bamboozled into thinking he's some free speech savior, was all for the COVID vaccine, was all for lockdowns. So we have to really measure these people, not by what they say, but what they actually did. Well, um, but here's the thing. You were extremely vocal and critical of elections in general. You participated in exposing some of the problems. And now you have announced that you're going to run. So you're going to enter a system that you were critical of. Uh, do you trust it yet? I mean, what it, what's the point in running in a system that you don't think is going to be fair anyway? 
Yeah, so it's a very, very good question. If you think about it, Christy, when I uh, was 17, 18 years old, I never, but, uh, I never voted ever in any American election, even though I was a US citizen until Trump ran. Now, why did I not ever vote? Because by the time I was 18, I realized uh, elections were selections. And how did I realize that? You may remember, I don't know how old you are, but in 1984, there were two people on the Republicans. I'm super young. I'm super young, Dr. Shiva. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in your 20s, so you probably don't remember this. I'm, but, of course. Um, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. But, uh, <laughs> resist. but Ronald Reagan was running against um, a guy called Walter Mondale. And there was this other guy who was claiming, saying all the right words to poor blacks and poor whites, a guy called Jesse Jackson. And he was running this campaign on a, a rainbow movement. But at the last minute, mm -hmm. he gets on the floor of the Democratic National Convention and he says, oh, you know, we got to, we can't have, we have to have the lesser of two evils. And he gives all of his votes to Walter Mondale. And that's when I realized that the way that this entire thing is structured is you have the obvious wings of the establishment, right? The obvious wings, meaning today would be like the Clintons on the left or the Mitch McConnell's on the right. And then you have the wings of the establishment that they've created, that they flap their mouths and wings just to say enough stuff. So you have Bernie Sanders and AOC who try to act as though they're for the proletarians or on the right, you have people acting like though they're for Christians and conservatives. But at the end of the day, they corral people back into the establishment. So I saw this dynamic as a kid. So I never voted. What I did do though, Christy, I was very much a proponent of building movements. And what building a movement means, you gotta get your hands dirty. You gotta get on the ground. You have to go hand out flyers. You have to talk to people. You have to go into places uh, where you don't just swoop in after someone's organized a massive protest like Kennedy does, which he tried to do here and we didn't allow him to come because he's best essentially hijacks movements. He never builds them bottoms up. So I recognize that if you look at the arc of human history, anywhere on the planet, whenever we, the quote unquote peasants or the slaves got anything, it was when we collectively organized bottoms up, uncompromising where our words matched our deeds. And that is when real change comes from. It's never come from above, never come from politicians, never come from legal pathways. But when you come to a point in your own existence and you say, I don't like the way the world is, and some people don't get to that point, they accept everything. But if you get to that point, those in power essentially offer people two paths today, right? Um, they offer people, well, you can file lawsuits and rely on your lawyers, or you can run for office. But in either of those paths, one is called the legalism path or the opportunist electoral path. Those are the two of the things that are typically offered to a young, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed person who wants to change the world. Both of those paths are within very controlled confines of the establishment. The legal system is controlled by corrupt judges and the, and the electoral system is controlled by both parties where elections are selections, both parties cheat. So why did I decide to run? Well, during periods of elections, every two years or every four years, the media puts so much attention that citizenship is you going on one day and voting. So everyday people, ordinary people, are talking about voting, 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 as though that is the framework for citizenship. So when I decided to run in 2018 against Elizabeth Warren, it was to bring up some very, very important issues that Republicans and Democrats would not bring up, the issues of integrity. Elizabeth Warren, it wasn't just a race issue, this woman has no integrity. She's really a racist and we hammered her. It was our movement, our election, which exposed the fact, we, we're the ones who forced her to take the DNA, we DNA test and we completely exposed her, it wasn't Trump. Then when we ran in 2020, it was the Republicans who colluded with the Democrats to commit election fraud here in Massachusetts. But our running independently gave us the freedom to uh, expose without compromise the backdoor portal to Twitter, which is what I discovered. It wasn't done by Tucker Carlson. He did nothing. He waited. He's part of the problem. It wasn't done by Elon Musk. It was done by me for nothing. We didn't pay $44 billion. I represented myself pro se. But through that process, our movement exposed to nearly, you know, uh, 400 million people all over the planet that there's a backdoor portal into Twitter. And it was our movement that exposed the real issues of election systems integrity, which had to do with chain of custody, ballot images not being preserved, signature verification. Then the Trumpers came or Trump came, nice guy, you know, would lo love to have dinner with him and I've met with him many times, but he used our data, our movement to raise a half a billion dollars. But our movement nonetheless, because we were independent, 
we don't have to ask this to anyone. We were able to boldly go and expose these fundamental things, including Fauci. So running for president gives us a huge opportunity to, if we did that in 2020 in a Republican primary, think about what we're going to be exposing and the things that we're going to be moving in a U.S. presidential election. So that's the fundamental reason to run. And even if a guy like me is an outsider, even has an iota chance of winning, it can only be through a grassroots bottoms up movement, period. And more than that, we want to educate the American people that they deserve someone like me, that they should not be compromising to people at forked tongues, be it a Kennedy or a Trump or a Biden or any of these people, because these people are all top down. They have no interest in the American people, because if they did, why is the life expectancy of everyday Americans going down? And why are the children, American children, going to die younger than their parents? The end result is they will live in Malibu. They will live in Mar-a-Lago. They will have their pasture-raised beef. They will eat organic food, act like they're one of us, eating McDonald's, right? You know, talk about, you know, fighting the establishment. But they're not. These people are top-down people. And it's time that Americans really recognize and started having some self-respect for themselves and their founders that this country was built on hardworking people, immigrants like myself and others. And that's where we should put the attention on. And essentially it's a brainwashing that's occurred no different than someone who's in a relationship with an alcoholic or an abuser. Every time they come home and they beat you, you say, well, he had to do because he had a hard day. Well, why did Robert Kennedy uh, force everyone to have the COVID vaccine in his own home? Well, Bobby had to do because his wife made him do it. Are you serious? That's, so, I mean, think about, <laughs> The level of brain. Don't underestimate the power of a woman, Doctor. Well, well, no, well, I, I, I uh, really. Are, but, but Christy, think about all the people in personal relationships during the last two years who broke because they took a principal stand. So here's a guy who's yeah. claiming he's a fighter for medical freedom, and on the other hand, in his home in Hollywood, he has to kowtow to Hollywood to make sure everyone. And I know these people. I used to live out in Malibu. These people hate everyday people. They call the masses asses. Mm. And so we, and so I have a unique perspective of someone who grew up bottoms up, who has been in this world to really expose these people for what they are. They hate everyday working people. Everything they do is pure theater. They will say anything. And we're seeing that right now. The, the, what I call the great deception is taking place. And the great deception is they say one thing and do another. And then a bunch of grifters around them, the Joe Rogans, the Tucker Carlson's, who are all being paid for this, are there to hide this duplicity. You look at this fact that Elon Musk, one day he says, I'm for free speech. Are you really? And, th and then he brings in the WF person and people forgive him. So there's- Yeah, and very... I do want to get to that and, and, and talk more fully about that. But let's take a step back because you talked about part of the purpose of your run for president is this exposure and you have been exposing a lot. You were the first to expose that backdoor to Twitter and didn't get the credit really that you deserve and you're exposing um, the election well, well, fraud. We and... got the credit to 400. One thing, Chrissy, when I travel all over the world, everyone knows who did it. The credit we didn't get was from the mainstream media because they do from not the want to give credit. The reason they will not put me on any of the, if I was on Joe Rogan's show today, he would lose all of his followers because they'd realize what a scumbag he is and how much he has suppressed mm. stories for so long, how long he waits. Delayed truth is deadly. These people are evil people. They do not tell the truth when it needs to be done. They wait and they wait and then they tell it and then they try to get their audience to say, oh, isn't Joe great? Isn't Tucker Carlson great? Tucker Carlson had all of the data of the backdoor portal. I have all the emails that was sent to him, which I put up online, and he sat on it. Glenn Greenwald sat on it. There's like an elite group of these people who think they're the ones who get to be the owners of truth. But what they actually do, they're part of the intelligence community, and they work with the intelligence community to make sure truth doesn't come out at the right time. But more importantly, they do not want to give credit, and credit does matter to independent people like you or I who are doing this bottoms up because what that would mean is they become irrelevant. So these people are fundamentally unpatriotic and they're selfish human beings. They do not care about truth or freedom or health. And we want to expose them in bare view. And once we get enough people recognizing that they have to move beyond left and right, they have to see these people for what they are. And it's really about raising human consciousness. It's over for these people. And that's what we're starting to do. And that's what scares them so much. That's my my views on Twitter went from 500,000 views 
per day down to 5,000 when I critique Elon Musk. Mm. But we're willing to take that hit. Of course. Yeah. But but my thing is, is um, for even those that are even slightly awake, there is this frustration that, okay, we see it. We see that there there has been exposure. We see that there's problems, but there isn't enough action. So you have done a lot of exposure. You're talking about wanting to expose more. You've talked about signature verification and all of these problems that there are, but you know, people are ready for action to be taken place. So what with the Arizona, you were involved in exposing some of that. Carrie Lake is still fighting and deep in that. And she's got all of this evidence, even though mainstream, of course, says without evidence, even though she has all kinds of evidence. What hope do you have that she has any kind of a, slot, a, a shot at this? What approach would you take that's different that would result in action, that would result in a solution in, in fighting back rather than just knowing that they're cheating? <laughs> Well, well, first of all, we've had many, many victories because we one is what you're saying. You tell the truth at the right time and then you take action. Right. So let's look at that phenomenon. So activism means, you know, there's truth and then there's action. Academics like Noam Chomsky, for example, or these academics will write all these very theoretical. Uh, yes, this is how the establishment screws you. Da, 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 and they make people demoralized, you know. They don't, they're not into action because if they took action, they're going to lose their jobs at places like Harvard, MIT, et cetera. Then there's people who just take action devoid of any political theory. And those people you could call terrorists, okay? But action and theory have to be coupled. And that is what I'm all about. So, for example, when we, in March of 2020, we were the first ones to call out Fauci. We, I called him out in bare view because as a systems biologist at MIT, I knew this guy's full of full of, you know, whatever you want to say. Okay. But what we also did was we ran the fire Fauci campaign, hashtag fire Fauci. We got about 200,000 people to sign. And then we took our bus down to uh, Trump and we handed him these signatures. And then we told him, this is why you should fire him. And we gave him a protocol for supporting natural immunity. Whether Trump did anything or not, I can tell you millions and millions of people across the world were not only emboldened by what we did, but we actually saved many people's lives. So that's where theory and action meet. Let's talk about election systems integrity. It was our movement which exposed the issue with ballot images. It was our movement that showed definitively in 2020 and 2021 the fact of mismatched signatures. Um, I like Carrie Lake, but she wasn't there to really talk about it. She was promoting, along with Trump, along with Tucker Carlson, this wackadoodle stuff on election integrity. You almost have to wonder, do they want to tank the election systems integrity movement? We had tangible evidence on real stuff and all this crazy stuff was clouded around it. But what we did do is because of the work we did, if you talk to people in Arizona, um, the, the uh, Arizona Maricopa County was a lot more caref careful, but we showed that over 200, 300,000 ballots should have been cured. But no one even understood election systems integrity. No one even understood this concept of mismatched signatures and, and curing. So we educated millions on that. So that's significant change because that knowledge would not have existed. And that is the only uh, claim that exists in Carrie Lake stuff because of the work I did. So that is change. Let's talk about, you know, the fundamental issues of the backdoor portal into Twitter. It was our uh, in a, uh, movement, the lawsuit I filed in October of 2020, which hundreds of millions knew about, except Tucker Carlson and Glenn Greenwald and others purposefully concealed. You know, Alex Jones, uh, Steve Bannon and Gateway Pundit, one of the few journalists who actually covered it. And I give and my hat's off to them. They were true, good, independent journalists. But the bottom line is we exposed the backdoor portal and we had a major victory, Christy. I don't know if you know, on October 30th, 2020, the judge ruled in our favor. He was appalled at what happened. And then in the next set of hearings, they wanted me to just go back on Twitter and drop my claims against the government. I refused to do that. And that is also action. We, we, show, we demonstrated to people how to be uncompromising. And right now, you know, uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to be su suing CISA and DHS, the U.S. government. Our lawsuit continues. But through this process, it is our movement that has expanded the consciousness, not only of the American people, but people across the world. So I would say these are tangible results because you can't, once a genie is out of the bottle, you can't fool people anymore. And all these other people, they waited two to three years and they had no intention of helping the American people. What their intention was to do this just to say, oh, yeah, I did that, too. And give me money for my books. Give, give me some donation money. So it's very, very different than doing the right thing at the right time.
that's that's real leadership. One of my great heroes is a guy called Alan McDonald. He was a chief engineer on the Space Shuttle Challenger um, events that took place in 1986. And he's, you know, uh, and he was the one who would not sign off on the launch. He was under massive pressure. He told the truth. Hey, this shuttle is going to blow up because the O-rings were never tested. A couple of years ago, he passed away. And he said one of the most important things in life is to tell the truth at the right time. So we have to mm -hmm. bring the word when. When did you tell the truth, Tucker? When? When did you put on your weird theatrical faces? You weren't doing that in 2020. You had the evidence. And don't tell me Fox News put so much pressure on you that you had to protect your $20 million in salary. I'm sorry, you're not a patriot. You're selfish. So you can look at these people when they did their work. Because when you do the right thing, you expand human consciousness and you create the conditions for explosive change. And that's what we're doing. And that's what we'll continue to do. Well, I, I want to get some um, hot takes, we'll call them, on some of your opponents. You've already kind of touched upon... Um, the the latest Tim Scott and and then Trump. What do you what do you make of DeSantis and Vivek? Well, look on the Republican uh, side, and then we'll the and then we'll talk all, to the Democrats. The key, the key thing is all of these people. The key thing you want to understand is they're all top down people. If you look at them, they have probably one to two degrees. They're a swarm of birds that you see run, running. They're not really opponents. They're all in the same club, Christy. You and I are not in that club. Okay, they're in the same club. Everything they do, every word out of their mouth has nothing to do with the material reality of everyday people. And why do I say that? Go look at their histories. What were they doing when they were 17, 18 years old? Well, Vivek comes from a Brahmin family. You had people like Patrick uh, Bet David saying, why doesn't Dr. Shiva behave more like this guy Vivek? He is acceptable. He's not quote unquote arrogant. Well, I, I'm a street fighter who grew up in the streets of Bombay and New Jersey. This guy grew up in an elite uh, family. I don't know if you know India is a caste system. So I know his entire background. This guy is not an American person. He'll talk all these words. These people are very clever at using words. Uh, Ron DeSantis, you can look at his history, okay? He's typically out of the same Harvard-Yale. You look at uh, this guy Vivek or uh, DeSantis, they're out of the same Harvard-Yale fraternity. They're not you or I. They uh, don't build things. They don't come bottoms up. I don't know if they can fix anything. They can make anything. If they've uh, created anything. And obviously I've talked about Trump and, and Kennedy is the worst out of all this, because if you look at the entire arc of the Kennedy family, as Seymour Hersh has pointed out, they're like the most bogus mythology that's been created when they were reckless people. They, uh, John F. Kennedy, regardless of the martyrdom and mythos, they want to say he's the one who got us into Vietnam. He's the one who almost started a nuclear war. You can look at his entire history as a person of integrity he isn't. Everything he did is a mythology that was created. His brother, Ted Kennedy, murdered a woman here, murdered a woman and got away with it because of his father, Joe, brought the best PR people in. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr., John Kennedy's the one who created the 1962 Vaccination Act. Ted Kennedy, his younger brother, is the one who protected all big pharma by passing, by being one of the co-sponsors of the Senate bill to create the National Vaccine Injury Program, which created the vaccine courts. And Robert F. Kennedy, we have the video where he's saying, I'm pro-vaccine, I'm emphatically pro-vaccine, I vaccinated all my kids with the 65 vaccines. And then he goes on to say in the video how corrupt the CDC is, and therefore we need safe vaccines. I mean, this guy's talking on both sides of his mouth. And he mm -hmm. takes advantage of a lot of these poor people who've been legitimately vaccine injured, and he just takes their money and a bunch of wealthy women in Scarsdale fund them because they wanna hang around with Bobby. So all these people manipulate the suffering of everyday people. I'm not going to allow it. And that's who these people are. They're all top down, top down, top down, period. And that's what people okay, need to Okay, but you say, you say they're all top down, but there is no denying that um, RFK Jr. has been completely vilified by the mainstream media. They've called him a, a conspiracy quack. They've called him anti-vax. Um, so is there any part of you that can empathize because you've been obviously defamed no, 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 by but the this mainstream, is, they tried to, to tell you, call you a liar. I mean, so you well, both, I'm I saying you both experienced attacks. You well, you have to understand, Christy, if you look at every, it's all political theater. There's a guy called Ari Emanuel. Do you know who he is? Ari Emanuel yes. lives in Hollywood. He is the owner of Endeavor. He formerly known as, uh, what is it, William Morris Agency, the biggest Hollywood agency. And just, if you can picture this, 
Endeavor owns UFC, the fighting guys. It just bought for $7.2 billion uh, WWE from Vince McMahon. They also own all the Hollywood stars. And they're also Ari Emanuel. He was the agent to Trump. He's like, he wanted to put Elon Musk on his board. All the Hollywood people in Malibu have to bow down to Ari Emanuel. So Ari Emanuel owns political theater, boxing theater, worldwide wrestling theater. It's theater. And that's what they're involved in. These people are not real. Now, I've always called things out on time, right? Always. So some people look at me as someone who is purely for service and will call these things out because I take a systems approach and I want to tell people the truth way ahead. We told the truth about Fauci two years earlier. We told the truth about Elon Musk since December. Now people are saying, why? Dr. Shibo's right. And if you believe my track record, which is about 100%, look at RFK. Look at what he says and what he does. And the establishment will always create these fake martyrs, Christy. And that's the dialectics that they're creating. But mm. if you, end of the day, RFK Jr. is one with the establishment. And they create this fake dynamic. It's no different than WWE wrestling. That's all it is. But ultimately, you have to look at where did they come from? Do they really understand the plight of everyday people? I don't care what he says because they're actors. Do Have you ever experienced suffering? Have you come bottoms up? Do you truly know the plight of middle class? And work? You don't just tell me, oh, I know the plight of middle class people. No, you don't. You don't know anything about them because... When you live in Malibu, you live in beautiful gated communities. You hang around with the same people and it's all about toasting martinis and saying, yeah, I'm fighting for cancer. Yeah, I'm fighting against vaccine, blah, blah, blah. It's all a shtick for them. It's not real. Okay, but let me challenge you here. And, and this is the last point I'm going to hit before we have to hit our break. But um, you keep on saying that they're all part of this elite cl club and you're part, you're like part of the everyday man. But you also admit that you have been part of that world. I mean, you were married to a Hollywood uh, actress at one point in time. Um, you're the inventor of email. So I think that puts you a little bit <laughs> uh, higher than, than the rest of us peons. You know, so what do you say to people that are like, hey, you're not exactly an everyday man. You may have started from the bottom. Them, but you've hobnobbed yourself, you know, what would you say to that? Well, I think the reality is, where did I invent email? Well, My I know it was when you were 14. Yeah, but where was it created? I know it was when you were 14. Where was it created? Uh, this at, is a very important Wasn't point. it at MIT? No. This where, is very Where important. was it? The reason email was created by a 14-year-old kid that itself is radical not at mit not at harvard not at silicon valley it was created in newark new jersey in a small medical college mm -hmm. how was it created it was created by a community that supported me public school teachers mm -hmm. who worked their butts off my parents who had three jobs and a mentor you see this is very different and the truth about the invention of email was it came bottoms up and this is why when they manufactured this bogus controversy, which they can't attack because the facts are so black and white, is because I have had this unique experience of doing things before I came to MIT, and then of having gone through MIT and created things there. So I have this ground level perspective. None of these people do. And email did not come top down. It came bottoms up. And this is very important to understand, Christy, I did not need to go to MIT. In fact, I didn't even know about MIT two weeks before I applied because the high school I went to was so, frankly, liberal racist, they didn't want to even tell me anything about MIT. So I randomly found mm -hmm. out about it. And in fact, when I came to MIT, I didn't even want to go there. I thought the people were crazy. The only reason I came to MIT was for Boston because one of my high school teachers said you should go there. And that was the only reason. The day I landed at MIT, I started a radical newspaper to attack the MIT administration. We organized the food service workers. We made sure more women, when I came to MIT, it was only 25%. We made sure more working class women could get in. So I've always been an activist. So you can look at my record. When I went to India on a Fulbright, two-year Fulbright, I was asked by the Indian government to run one of the largest um, scientific agencies, given a huge bungalow everything. But instead of sitting there, I exposed the corruption in India and under death threats, I had to leave India. All of it's documented. So. Wherever I go to my own quote unquote detriment, I always expose and I pay the price and I'm willing to pay that price. These people don't pay the price. Trump was in office. He didn't pay any price. He should have fired Fauci. 
He brought in the swamp. I mean, think about what they say and what they do. You look at my history, I've always fought. You go to MIT and you talk to professors, they say, yeah, there's a guy called Shiva. He was a porcupine here. He always needled, he always fought. But they didn't know what to do with me because I was so good at what I did. They needed me also and they get, kept giving me these awards because I kept making them look good. And see, when the invention of email story came out and went into the Smithsonian, it was a hit on MIT because they thought I would cower down. I said, no, email was created before I came to MIT. And that's what bothered them. You see, I'm mm. the real American because everything I do is absolutely bottoms up. You will see me literally on the streets handing out flyers, literally on the street. You will see me actually organizing demonstrations. All these people come after the crowd is, we organize the biggest demonstration against vaccine mandates. Then Robert Kennedy calls our organization. Oh, can I come there? We said, no, you parachute in. <laughs> these are poverty pimps. Yeah, That's what they are. And this All dynamic right. I, is I gotta... gonna be central. This dynamic of All understanding right. I... this deception is gonna be central to real change. Yeah. All right. I got to hit a, a break here from our sponsors and then we'll be right back to talk more about this and um, also uh, some of the other topics that we've only hinted at just just yet. Here's a, a word from our sponsors. Let me talk to you about Cytosol. So Cytosol is a powerful technology that came out of my PhD work at MIT during the period of 2003 to 2007. So as I mentioned, so if you look at all those papers that are out there, Cytosol is the ability to take all that research, bring it down to the relevant research, extract from it the molecular pathways and then get a systems understanding of that phenomenon let's say it's inflammation or Alzheimer's or brain health cancer etc and from that we can then derive a computational understanding in addition to the bioinformatics understanding I wanted to let you know that we use the technology here we've helped many many companies over the last 16 years a lot of smart innovative companies but we decided with all the mathematical models we created why don't we try to use this to compute the best product we could think of from the science out there for reducing pain and inflammation, pain and discomfort. And that resulted in us creating MV25 using Cytosol. We're gonna have more products that are gonna be coming, but let me just show you what MV25 is about for those of you who haven't heard about it, but this is using Cytosol in a beneficial way, not to just do research, but find combination therapies. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet, and they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids. And I'd start taking that MV25. After a bit, I was able to hold cards in my hand. Very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help. And I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately, but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. It's clean food certified, it's made in the US. If you go to vashiva.com right on the shop, you'll click there or you can go right to mv25.life either way. And then from there, you can click on the bottle and you can order. Please take advantage of it because first of all, it's gonna help you, it's gonna help our movement, and it really supports the fact that we wanna take science-based approaches to natural products. All right, we are talking to Dr. Shiva. He is running for president now as an independent, wants to help us get away from the whole left and right divide and come together and fight against what he sees as just all the same, the same machine. Um, Thank you again, Dr. Shiva, for being here. And I want to go specifically over what you what you're um, planning to do or promote as president. But first, uh, I really think it's so important, and I'm passionate about this whole concept of free speech and this aggressive um, embrace of censorship. And you know, Elon Musk has been put as this hero of free speech. So let's take a quick clip of Rand Paul talking about basically Elon being the champion of free speech. And I'll get your response after this. Let's take a look. Yeah, a big opportunist. 
this was a significant interview, Senator. It does move the conversation forward in this country in a pretty powerful way. Where do you see this going? Well, thank God for someone who can still speak their mind and won't take guff off some journalist who tells him he can't speak his mind and how dare you. I think history will actually record that, you know, back in the 1950s and 60s and 70s, that ACLU, the left, NAACP were great defenders of free speech and the First Amendment. And then somewhere along the way, something happened and people began to think that there was only certain types of speech that were acceptable. And then along came Elon Musk. And the country, the Bill of Rights, frankly, all of us are going to be very thankful that a guy with a lot of money bought an entity, a social media, you know, entity, Twitter, and allowed us to see what was going on with the government colluding to limit speech. And people need to get this right. All right. So, yes, he goes on to to praise Elon Musk and he says history will look at him kindly. So uh, what is what is your response to that? Well, it, it is people like uh, Rand Paul who are really the bootlickers of the great deception. The reason Rand Paul exists and is allowed to exist is because he is one of those opportunists who never says what needs to be said at the right time, but says just enough to keep this little following. If you look at Fire Fauci, he didn't say anything in 2020. And you can go look at his tweet feed. He waited a year later and then started using hashtag Fire Fauci to raise donations. And you can just go look at it because I have all the emails to show that. So it is, look, Chris, it's easy to attack George Soros. It's easy to attack the Clintons and all these people. That's what I call the obvious establishment. But the great deception is the not so obvious establishment. And the Soroses and the obvious establishment have created their lackeys. They've created the Rand Pauls, they've created the Elon Musk, they've created the Tucker Carlson's, and they let these people, anyone who's on mainstream media and they get this much you know, uh, airtime, they're part of the not so obvious establishment. And from a systems theory standpoint, it makes sense. You create the not so obvious establishment to sucker people in, but ultimately wisdom has to prevail. And this is where a lot of spiritual teachings come in. If you look at the history of Christ, it was not the Romans who were his enemies, it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right? They were the people who talked all the language of God, but they're the ones who ultimately had him crucified. And we have to recognize, and Christians really need to recognize, so when you look at someone like Elon Musk, just look at him. I didn't see him in 2020, did you, Christy? I didn't see him talking about free speech. In fact, what he was talking about was he was supporting uh, vaccines, he was supporting climate change scam, which he still does. And if you look at materially, you have to follow the money. SpaceX got $5.7 billion from the government. Look, we're trying to do a little kitchen you know, update in our home here. I have to go to the city, you have to get permits, etc. In order to put thousands of satellites up in the air, you have to be like this with government. And that's Elon Musk. Just look at SpaceX. Now look at Tesla. Tesla would be worth, frankly, zero if it weren't for the carbon credits he got from the largest of government, $1.5 billion worth. And that occurred right at the height of the pandemic. His wealth exploded during the pandemic. This guy made a ton of money off the pandemic. And not only that, the valuation of Tesla exploded uh, when he got these carbon credits. If he didn't get carbon credits, Tesla would be in the toilet. It wouldn't, be, wouldn't have been worth 600 billion. Now look at Twitter, his third investment. It was Silicon Valley in collusion with Congress, which created the backdoor portal that I discovered. And Silicon Valley ensured that Congress is paid off to give companies like Twitter, Facebook, Section 230 immunity, and that's where they get their 10x multiple on valuation of revenue. So Twitter makes 5 billion, they're worth 50 billion because they have Section 230 immunity. And in order to sustain Section 230 immunity, guys like Elon Musk have to provide government the backdoor portal. Two days ago, he admitted, and a lot of people didn't catch this, yes, we have the backdoor portal, not the backdoor portal, but we work with government when it came out with the Turkish incident. So this guy is a complete scumbag. He is pure evil. And the nature of his evil, and this is why we need technologists like myself, engineers, um, to run and support this country to educate people. Look at what's happening right now. We have censorship 3.0, as I call it, which is worse than what Jack Dorsey was doing. You see, in censorship 1.0, you knew, you said this, and you were thrown off. What they're doing today is a form of, I don't even want to call it shadow banning, it's putting people in digital cages who attack Musk. 
if you look, when I got back on Twitter on December 20th, 2022, I did a tweet. It was to challenge Musk, hey, I'm willing to be your CEO. Well, that went viral. It got 20 million views, was retweeted. I was getting about 500,000 views per day. A few days later, mm -hmm. I started asking Musk, are you going to take down the backdoor portal? I did four tweets in December, 10 tweets in January, 20 tweets in February. And you can see my views, impressions to my tweets went from 500,000 down to 300,000 and maybe about 10,000 today. This guy does not like people critique him. And what he's doing is he's creating a bunch of bootlickers around him. You support him, all these grifters like Cat Turd and Tim Cass and all these people, he boosts you, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Kennedy gets millions of views because they need him to create the dialectic as though there's this WWE wrestling. Guys like me who are independent, who are not tied to any party or real, are really the threat. So what he's doing right now, he takes guys like me, and, and I wondered why he put me back on Twitter. And the reason is this and why they put true independent people back because there is a um, analytic framework in AI called predictive analytics. So you can take all my followers, you can figure out the pattern of my followers, who they are, and you may find an interesting pattern. They all, I don't know, drive white cars, they like fluffy dogs or whatever it is. You can find some variables. And once you find that, you can traverse everyone and you can say, all of these people are likely gonna follow Dr. Shiva. And to them, you make sure they never see my tweets and you push mm -hmm. notifications to them of the opposition. And we've seen this. And that is the scumbag Elon Musk is. He's a total freaking scumbag. And people need to wake up to this. Conservatives need to wake up to this because in the United States, we know that the left hates the, the First Amendment. We know that. The conservative, particularly the white working class conservatives were the last beacon of hope to fight for that. So they brought in this fool called Elon Musk, presented him as his false God, when where Elon Musk ends and where government begins, nobody knows, but people have been confused and bamboozled and they've taken, and they basically blunted the conservatives edge to boot like him. And, and I'm calling this out and I've called it out. I always call this stuff out at the right time when it's unpopular. And then they have this idiot, Tucker Carlson, who the reason he got thrown off Fox was because he actually hurt the election integrity movement. On the front end, he was saying, oh yeah, there's election integrity, talking about wacky stuff. Internally, he was sending text messages laughing at it. Fox was gonna be up for $1.5 billion. So they settled. Then he goes to the conservative base and says, oh, I'm a martyr. You're not a martyr. You're, you were like this with Hunter Biden. You had Hunter Biden write resume letters for your for your son. People need to wake the hell up because without the First Amendment, there is no United States of America. And we've lost the First Amendment. Elon Musk came from an apartheid country called South Africa, where 1% of the people control 99%. That's in his brain. And we have to get this clear. The people in Malibu, when you talked about me living in Malibu, let me just make one thing clear. Like I talked about India, like I talked about MIT. I never wanted to go into these worlds. I'm like Forrest Gump. Okay, I ended up in these worlds. I never even knew who Fran Drescher was. She came up to me. I never even saw her shows. But quickly I learned that people in Hollywood have their sticks. They don't really stand for anything. I got the hell out of there. You say? So I have always stayed true to where I came from. My grandparents who grew up with nothing, those everyday people in New Jersey taught me everything. And it's about time that all of us have some self-respect for ourselves. And that's what our campaign is about. It's about you having self-respect for yourself, Christy, and saying, why, Bobby, why did these women call him Bobby? They don't even know this guy. He's not your friend. He won't even, they have Hyannisport, they got big walls. They don't let you in, go down to Cape Cod. These people are not you. They are elitist scumbags and they will say anything to okay. get into power. So on free speech, the bottom what, what line about, is uh, Elon Musk is not our friend. He is the antithesis of that. You can take Soros and put a mask on him and that's Elon Musk. So, so you, you were saying that he, he boosts people like RFK Jr. And then like in, in Tim Kasten. So like he, he is friendly with certain conservative people to kind of deceive people. So then why would he, he hire someone so blatantly, like you were talking about before to be the CEO who is so blatantly yeah, connected so it's, it's to, a great like, why would he why do, would that? do that? Why, why do you think he'd do that? I know why, but why do you think he'd do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I, really, I mean, why. because I, people like us are like, what are you doing? And it exposes him really when he does something. They like that. are spitting in your face. They're saying 
F you, Christy. F you. We will mm. do whatever we want. And you guys are so stupid, you slaves, that I can say this one day and I can do this. Am I not so powerful? And you beg and bow to my feet. This is the ultimate of spitting in your face. That is what's happening. This is what I call the great deception. You say one thing and you do another. Come on. Because they know that oppression oppresses. It's very psychological, right? When a, a guy comes home and he beats his wife or the other way around, whatever happens, after they keep doing that enough, they lose self-respect for the person that they're beating. They say, I can say anything. I can do anything. So this is the level of people these people are. Look, if you go to Nobu in Malibu, there's one restaurant and all of them hang out together. They're all friends and they all are one big swarm and they don't give a damn mm. about you. So I have had like Forrest Gump, I've been able to go into these worlds and observe, but I never lost where I came from. And I frankly hate these people because they despise everyday <laughs> I can, working people. I would have never guessed that, <laughs> that there was animosity well, there. Well, I, I never really do that. because no, they are really- This is what I do like about truly, you, Dr. Shiva, is because you don't mess around. You just say it how you feel. Clearly well, you, you, this you is how you feel and you tear into them. Christy, when I grew up in Jersey, I learned how to paint from a Yugoslavian uh, immigrant. I learned how to do landscaping from an Italian immigrant. I've always been working all my life and I enjoy working. I don't like people who are lazy and who, who take advantage of people. These people are lazy people. They think they're better than you at a very deeply personal level. They're not good human beings. And let me tell you, they're very conscious. If I shared with you emails that a friend of mine shared with me between Kennedy, Kennedy knows that he's a not so obvious establishment. He prides himself on that, okay? These people are consciously duping people. And when I exposed Kennedy in 2020, he had the gall to smear me and say, I run a vaccine company. We sued him. He kept running around evading service. This is who the Kennedys are. Go read Seymour Hersh's work on them. You know, they are absolute scumbags, but they've created this ethos of Camelot. Oh, we got, you know, attacked and martyrdom. Well, we don't know why they got martyred. You know, they're all mafia guys. One wing attacks another wing. And, and we as a peasants have got to feel sorry for one of them. Bullshit. We got to break this abusive mentality. The American people are really abuse victims of these elites. And we have to let go. And that's why my candidacy, our movement, offers people an opportunity for dignity, for self-respect. That's what this is about. Because if we don't have that self-respect, why are we following Elon Musk? Can you tell me? What is he doing? He's collecting all data. He shuns people like me. He promotes scumbags. He promotes people. You bow down to him. You suck up to him. He promotes you. He's a very insecure human being. Everywhere he went, look at his actual resume. He never created anything. He always, as a narcissist, got involved in positions, put people out, and it was all about him getting being the founder. He did that at Tesla. He did that at PayPal. Go look at his history. And as a technologist, you know a real technologist. And you know someone who's bullshitting. He's a bullshitter. Let's let's talk about to, let's wrap up and talk about um, your platform. So one of the biggest things, I mean, I'm living here in Texas, and there's this invasion at the border. Um, but I mean, I got to believe that you have uh, a particularly interesting viewpoint when it comes to immigration being your background. So what do you see is happening with this border invasion right now? And, and what would you do to change what's happening? Well, for, first of all, you have to understand I'm an immigrant. Okay. So I have a very uh, bottoms up view of this. Okay. My father came here first with $75 in his pocket. We were separated from him for a year. We had to wait. We waited in line. We applied all the papers and then we came here. So we followed the legal immigration path. Okay. Now, what is actually happening is neither Democrat or Republican wants to solve the immigration. You can write it down. They do not want to solve it. One wing of the establishment uses cheap labor, cheap labor to keep Wall Street's profits up. That's one wing, the Republicans. The other wing of the establishment wants to let uh, illegal immigrants in because they need them for votes. You see, both wings do not want to solve the problem. Who is supposed to solve the immigration problem? Well, it's not the executive branch. It's not the legislative branch. I'm, I'm sorry, it's not the, it's the legislative branch. They, they have not solved the problem. Right when they're just gonna solve something, oh, we have a Congress break. Why don't they not leave, not go on their vacation, stay there 
and pass the right framework. That's what needs to be done. So what should be done? Well, you have about 10 to 20, potentially 25 million, quote unquote, illegal immigrants here. And this brings up a central issue. What does it mean to be a citizen of the United States? What does it really mean? I would argue that truly to be a citizen is number one, valuing what this country means. All those amazing amendments. No other country has a First Amendment, the Second Amendment. Think about that. No other country has that. Now, do Americans right now sitting here value these extraordinary rights? I would argue that they do not. So you have, quote unquote, illegal immigrants who are sitting here, some of them who have been here 10 years, some of them who actually work very hard, okay, where other people are living off disability, people who are legal immigrants and do not work. They scam the system. I would argue that what needs to happen is that those people who are here and they were here for, let's say, X amount of time, and this is something that needs to be decided, they'd be put on the path to legal immigration. They immediately have to start paying taxes. And the calculations I did was it would generate close to two to $3 trillion in tax revenue for the United States, boom, right there. So that's one thing that should happen. The other thing is the people who are here and do not wanna work, well, maybe we should give them the opportunity to leave the United States too, okay? Let's have reverse immigration. But we have to have some standards because if you're gonna go attack these illegal immigrants, they're they're not working, they don't do anything. Well, actually a lot of them do work. And you have a whole strata of citizenry, legal citizenry, because of the policies of the quote unquote left of AOC and, and uh, Bernie Sanders, they're actually being told not to work, not to be truly a proletarian and work. So you have this dynamic that there's a whole bunch of people not working. So all these jobs need to get done. So the right and the left are illegally letting in immigrants because they know this problem exists. They they do not want to solve the real problem. So my view is you put people who've been here, who have a certain set of standards, obviously they're not criminals, they didn't murder people, on a path to immigration, have them pay taxes and say, okay, these people are honorable people. They actually come here and work. And these other people, maybe we should say, you know what, maybe you should lose your citizenship. You're scamming the system. Maybe you should go live in Guatemala and see what it feels like. No, seriously, there should be reverse immigration out of here too, all right? Because wow. we have a value disconnect. What does it mean to be an American? And when you look at the border, and I, I just came back from Italy, and uh, you have this Pope who's saying, oh, he's so much against the wall, it's horrible. Well, have you been to the Vatican? They have a 50-foot wall surrounding the yeah. entire Vatican, right? They don't yeah. want anyone coming in. in. So you have these people talking in both sides of mouth. What I would do, you know, as They're president, always I, yeah, I would tell, you don't go on recess. You're going to sit there. And you guys are going to pass the laws. We're not going to let you get away. But the reality is Congress does not want to pass laws because both wings of the establishment are profiting from illegal immigration. Otherwise, why would it keep occurring? Both wings are. Yeah. You go to wealthy Republican right. neighborhoods, who's mowing, their, who's mowing their lawns, Christy? It's illegal immigrants, right? Quote, unquote, illegal immigrants. Yeah. Because these millennials don't want to work. When I was growing up, I did landscaping. I did snow shoveling. I don't see kids doing that anymore. Mama and Papa are giving them everything. So you have the spoiled culture here, and then you're attacking illegal immigrants. And furthermore, we have to understand why are these illegal immigrants coming here? Because of the US NATO warmongering imperialist machine, which is creating conditions in these countries. We're devastating those countries. So it's a multi-systems problem. It's not yeah, I mean, and, and, and way too complicated to be able to finish. We're going to have to have you back. Uh, my time has already um, expired with you, but people can go to truthfreedomhealth.com, right? And they can also learn more about That's, your platform. Yes, people go to truthfreedomhealth.com. They can understand how you can learn to look beyond left and right. And if you go to shiva4president.com, that, uh, uh, that is our website for U.S. president, shivaforpresident.com. Thank you, Christy. All right. Well, thank, thank you so much. And we're going to hear from our sponsors again, and I'll wrap it up on the other side. All right. Before we go on, I want to invite each of you to come to our next open house for Truth, Freedom, Health. I personally host the open house every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and then again at 8 p.m. EST. You'll learn about Truth, Freedom, Health, which is a movement, a platform, as well as a community and much more. And we are dedicated to raising your consciousness through education, theory, and action practice. You'll learn how to think beyond left and right, pro and anti, so you may start to see things as they truly are 
and become a force for real and lasting change in your community. Again, to join us, simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. You'll meet lots of great people from across the world. Again, it's every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and again at 8 p.m. EST. Simply RSVP at vashiva.com slash orientation. Be the light. Now let's go back to our program. All right, Tuesday, we are digging in to the death jab. We're going to be talking to the directors of the uh, Died Suddenly. We're going to talk to Nick Caterano, who uh, is from Disney and was advocating for uh, making sure there would never be any vaccine mandates. And to send you on your way today, going to leave you with this verse, 1 Peter 1, 13. It is, so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Thank you so much again for watching. Thank you to my guest today, Dr. Shiva. We'll try and have him back again because uh, boy, does he have a lot to talk about. And don't forget to share the counter narrative. Thank <music> you.